Hey everyone, this is Heather, and you're listening to Simply Healed with Heather Leonard. Today's podcast is called Why Are Nights So Hard? So the reason behind this episode, much like many of mine, is because I had a lot of uh, group members within my Facebook group who were asking the question of when times are hard. Now, my group is specific to grief, but this goes across the board. Why are nights a difficult time when we're having struggles? And I actually think we can tackle this one. So let's get going today, guys. Thanks for joining. Okay, you know it's officially podcast time with me being in a good energy when my dog decides to join. I don't know what it is. I think he really does feed off of my energy and when I'm in podcast mode, he just likes to be right here by my side and be a part of it. So as per usual, my co-host in, you know, his best form <laughs> is here to uh, join us today. So if you hear the noises, you know what you're hearing. <laughs> so guys, this one, I really like this. Let me just start by giving my flat out answer as to why I think nights are so hard. I truly believe it's because of how often we actually quiet our minds enough to let the stuff that we carry around with us seep in. I think that we deprive ourselves of sort of quieting the mind that much throughout the day. So it's like when we are there at night, this, the problem starts when our subconscious is now taking over. First off, let's start with that. You know, I've talked about like the theta time and when we're really in creation mode is when our subconscious is like, you know, taken over at this time of night when we're starting to like drift into sleep. So if you're spending a lot of time during that time looking at all your daily struggles, you're creating more struggles, which is crazy, right? So let's just start there. Let's let's stop that nonsense. So we got to figure this out and change it up so that you can ch literally change your whole world. So so I think we quiet our minds at night. Now, all of a sudden, all these days worries that we've shoved into the background and not given any attention to, they just sort of flood us. So, you know, in my grief group, that tends to be a lot of the hurt. And if we're finding our way to function around it and busying ourselves during the day, well, when your head hits the pillow at night and all the distractions are gone and that sort of white noise is no longer, you're stuck with your thoughts of all the worries. And, you know, when it literally is the, the paintbrush time of night where you're just creating in your mind, you know, you're just that your thoughts are becoming things and you are in a place of worry. I mean, it's <laughs> oh, no way. I have an app set up to send me little. Um, did you hear that little notification come up? It gave me a daily inspiration and it happened to be right on topic of what I'm talking about. So that's just that's just the universe working beautifully. I love it when that happens. <laughs> no coincidences. So anyway, back to what I was saying. So if you really are painting your life at that time of night, oh, use that time to make your imagination create your future that you want, is what I always say. Like, don't let it just be all the compiled junk throughout the day that we've avoided suddenly hitting us hard. You know, and so maybe step one in that is to not procrastinate the to-do list, right? Because if during the day you've put off a lot of the stuff that you really don't want to do and left it to last, that means it's already on tomorrow's plate. And so 
your mind is probably skipping ahead to the worry of all that you're going to have to tackle. So start with not procrastinating. That'll be a huge help to this. Also, allow yourself to feel the feels. <laughs> so many of us just put it off. It's like, I mean, I know I've had moments where the wave of the hurt of things wants to sort of wash over me and it's not the best timing. I mean, of course, like I spent my whole weekend at AAU basketball tournaments, right? So is that really the time and place where I need to get emotional and, you know, sort of fall apart? No. So, but I did have, oh boy, like probably three hours in my car at least during that weekend. That's a perfect time right? Why not? I mean, I know that I'm not going to be drifting off to sleep because I'm driving my car. So <laughs> in that way, you know, it's good because I know that I'm, I'm much less susceptible to all of those thoughts becoming things at that time. But it doesn't mean, I mean, I think any thought you put out there is already, as I talked in the last episode, it's already drawing something to you like a magnet. So you still have to be cautious of that. So you don't stay in it. You don't dwell on it, but you allow it because I think it's the shoving it down part. It doesn't go away. It just waits for quiet times to sort of, you know, rear its ugly head. And none of us want that to be at the expense of sleep. <laughs> and sleep is probably one of the biggest complaints that I get within my group because well, major loss is one of the hardest hurts there is, right? So, you know, if you're if you're finding yourself alone with your thoughts, there's no more distractions and it's put off during the day. It's not acknowledged. And even if it is acknowledged, let's say you spent your whole day crying, it's still when everything else quiets down, it's even a louder song playing in the background. You know what I mean? It's like much more of an awareness. Now, the other thing I think that comes into play is that many of us look forward to that time of day as connection with our partner. Like I know people who all day long, they're running in different directions, but they always come together at night in the bed. That's where intimacy happens. That's where like you actually might cuddle up with somebody and be close and not just be a passing body in the hallway, you know, like racing off to do the next thing. And so that time was so special for people who have lost that person. And when it's not there, it screams really loud. <laughs> you know, you are very aware of it. And so, um, you know, one of the strategies that I use is I still, if I'm needing somebody to like vent to, and let's say that's the time of day that you guys used to connect and talk, still do it. You know, I mean, I use that sort of, I don't know if I'd say analogy, but like the monkeys, you know, <laughs> or like my husband's ears are not covered. You know what I mean? Like he can hear us still. So I always tell my kids while right now, you know, our eyes and ears are covered, we can't see him and we can't hear what he's saying. We can at least know that he's hearing us. So if you still want to talk to dad about something, talk away. Like he hears you still. You might not always get his response, but if you can get really good at getting really quiet, you can actually hear what he would have said back. Now, I know I've talked about this before on this podcast because it's special. It's like you don't necessarily know that voice that you're hearing back 
because um, I've experienced this just with my grandmother for years, I always hear her in my head. And I always wonder, is it her spirit? Is she giving me a message right now? Or am I just so familiar with her? And I know her so well. I know what she would have said in this moment. Do you know there's not much difference, right? Either way, I know what her words would be to me if she was sitting right here and didn't have her mouth covered. You know what I mean? Like, I know what she'd say. So they do too. They know what their dad would say. They know the jokes that would be cracked. They know, you know, whether he would be loving this story from the day or giving them some kind of advice as to how to handle it different. Like, they know that already which means he's already in there, like he's infused in their spirits. So um, that's kind of how we tackle that part of it. Like if you miss some part of it, and like some people are going to say, well, listen, I mean, the conversation I miss, yes, but it's that like cuddling up and spooning at night. Like I hear that a bunch. I get that too. I mean, I even went so far as to like, after my husband passed, when I finally made my way back to my bed, because even that step took some time. Um, but I initially had like pillows on his side, like to, it felt pillows and blankets. And I mean, I'd even leave my clothes on the bed sometimes just that heavy feeling like he was still there next to me and your brain doesn't always know the difference. (laughs) It's kind of amazing that it, it can still give you that sense that the person's there. And if you know that their spirit actually is, then what's the difference? Just that physical you know, <laughs> what is it they say in the secret, the meat suit, you know, but it's true. It's like literally the body's missing, but he's still there in spirit. And if you can still sort of sense that and get really good with connecting with that feeling, you know, that helps a lot too. But uh, sleep is so vital and important for everything. This podcast is about health of mind, body, and spirit. And health of mind, body, and spirit, I would say at top of list, as far as protecting all of those, is sleep. It is so vital. Um, It's when a lot of healing occurs, but it's also, it's like, um, like a mind, uh, like the only opportunity really that many of us give ourselves to grow, I guess, is what I'm trying to say and really struggling with here. Because there's, it's a whole nother level. It's like, you know, meditation, but on steroids, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's like, it totally allows your body to now process all of these things that it's been in contact with throughout the day. And that's on a physical, emotional and spiritual level. Like it allows all of that to just meld together and sink in and figure itself out and heal rapidly. Um, I like nothing else that we do during our day. You know, you could spend an entire day in the gym and I still think your body will heal more when it's sleeping. (laughs) You know, like that's the really kind of ironic part about it. And who needs sleep more? Well, people who are under stress. And so this is where it becomes kind of like this crazy conundrum because you're needing it the most and getting it the least. And so it becomes this tug of war almost. And it's a battle that the only way you can win is to sort of succumb and give up, stop fighting, you know? If you fight that urge to feel the stuff during the day, I just think your body's gonna still find a way to get through it, to still figure it out and work its way through all this stuff, through dreams, through, you know, these, there's all this stuff that still goes on. So you're asking for 
it to sort of give you what it thinks you need. And I'm more in a place now more than ever with trying to find a way to, instead of allowing my body to try to figure it out based on the information I'm giving it, to give it very clear and concise messages. Do you know what I mean? Like if, if I just go to bed at night and then allow my, my body to sort of take over, it's looking at like, it's trying to make sense. Like where was her primary focus? Her focus was on, let's say, you know, cancer for somebody. Well, if your focus all day was on cancer, what do you think your body's trying to do here? It's figuring out like, oh, well, that's what feels safe and familiar. And that's what she needs more of. Is that what you really want to be giving your body as a message? No. So what I say is like when you are in that really susceptible um, and vulnerable time when you're sleeping, make sure the thoughts leading up to it, make sure the thoughts throughout the day, the, the majority of the thoughts are in a space what you actually really want to give energy to. Um, and if that, like, you know, for people in the grief world, if you're spending all day preoccupied with the loss of the person, some people find themselves losing several family members, like back to back and friends. And like, oftentimes it's because that's what we are attracting. That is where our prime focus is. It is where all of our energy is placed. So instead of that, if you can find the way to sort of not, not necessarily saying, don't think about your person all day, but maybe think about the gifts and the gratitude and the beautiful things they brought to your life, maybe then I feel like the universe is going to show you back, oh, she liked unconditional love. Oh, she liked intimacy. Oh, she liked fun. And it's going to see all those things that you're focusing on. You're not focusing on the loss and the lack of that. You're focusing on how great was that. And so it's a it's a twofold thing. I mean, one, you're getting this better experience of, yes, you're still thinking of your person, but you're thinking about the great times you had, not the hardships that you're facing right now by not having them. And in doing so, you are now reflecting out to the universe, I want this. This was good. This makes me feel good. This is where all my energy and thoughts are right now. And so that's what it'll show back to you. And it doesn't necessarily, a lot of people have been saying to me lately, like, oh, I don't think I'm ready to like have another love. I'm not really looking for that in my life. But that's not what you're saying to the universe. You're not saying like, here's this. This is what I need. This is what I want. Some people might be and, and it'll, it'll bring it to you. But if, even if that's not what you want, it's going to find ways that that is, available to you still because I know you can still feel fun in other ways than being with a, another, you know, relationship in another partnership. You know, there's other ways to have fun. It'll still find you fun, uh, you know, and so intimacy might be a, a trickier one, but there's still, I mean, intimacy has so many levels and layers to it. And usually intimacy gives you a feeling of something. It gives you a feeling of safety and security. And there might be other ways the universe will bring you things that make you feel safe and secure. That's what I'm saying. Or like, if you do just focus on love and all the things you loved about your person and all the things you love about your current people that are still in your world, and you're just focused on the love, giving love to other people, it does come back to you. You know, it will return to you and it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, a soulmate or that type of love, but you will feel love. And isn't that what we want? So it is very powerful. 
just spending your days out of the what you're missing and more about what you're so grateful for. And then what ends up happening is that that sleep deprivation <laughs> instead, like oftentimes, one, it, it is a little bit more um, like I find myself to be more exhausted at night now. And so what that leads to is less of that time of just laying there and thinking and obsessing about what I'm missing. You know what I mean? Like I'm so pooped. I'll even have a plan like, oh, I'm going to do this meditation or visualization or something at, at bedtime tonight. But when my head hits the pillow, guys, I'm out in seconds. Like, I, I like to do prayers at night before I go to bed. I can't even get through my prayers without falling asleep. It's really remarkable, and it's not accidental. You know what I mean? I, I have done things, and um, I have implemented things that work for me to get me to a place of, I don't want to say mental fatigue or exhaustion or any of that, because it's not even that. I'm not, like, mentally wiped out. But, um, you know, it's like I'm so active during my days and um and I'm so in a good pocket with what I'm thinking about it's like how when you're having fun it just goes by quicker it's almost like that I feel like and like I'm actually looking forward usually to that meditation time and that like right before bed and because of it it goes by in a blink and I'm out <laughs> and you know I do teach this to people um I am running ads currently to a mini series and I can get that passed on to you if you are interested. Um, but just so you know, I do teach these methods inside of my program, how to get better sleep, how to even bring on good signs and stuff as you sleep. Um, so many good things. So I'm going to do a quick break and in my, in my quick break, I'm going to get into more on that program. So if you want to hear it, uh, make sure you don't fast forward here through this <laughs> commercial break. So I'm currently running a mini-series, and I'm explaining how I got my smile back after a very major loss in my own life, and I'm explaining how I'm doing it with clients, and it is free, so if anybody wants to grab onto that, send me an email to heather at canyoucurecancer.com, and I will make sure to get you a copy. I am also talking about, well, there's a lot packed into there, but what I do lead into is my program. And I do also add on some bonus things for people who are currently interested and join the program coming up in this next week, um, where they can actually receive some trainings on how to get more signs in your life and um, also how I get through the holidays, which is one of the most asked questions that I get. So if any of that sounds interesting to you and you wanna make sure you do that, um, actually, you know what? I even have another thing running right now that the next three people, I believe it is, that I have three left, um, the next three people to join my program will also be getting a free gift. So make sure you don't delay. Send me that email today, heather at canyoucurecancer.com. Um, if you want to grab your mini series and also be able to um, get all of those other free trainings and gifts uh, before that ends. And I do have limited spots available, so just don't delay in doing that. And that's it for now, guys. Back to the show. So just a quick reminder that nothing that I give is medical advice, okay? So anything you ever hear on this podcast, what I suggest you do with it, if it sounds like something that 
um, you know, you want to know more about is take it to your doctor, ask them, ask them their opinion on things like cortisol and, um, and in this case, sleep, because I do want to give you my own little thoughts on, um, melatonin. So I know a lot of people take melatonin when they struggle with sleep and, uh, melatonin is a hormone that plays a role in sleep. And basically you should be producing more when it's dark and then less when it's light. Um, what's interesting though, is that it can decrease as you age. So, you know, maybe as we age, the sleep struggle, if you might feel like it increases a bit. Um, and also we usually going along with that, our stresses tend to sometimes go up with things like major loss and things like that. Um, retirement and all, all of those things that sort of plague our minds at night. Um, but melatonin is available as a supplement and it's usually a tablet or capsule. And so what's interesting is that people, a lot of people use it just because if they're not sleeping, they'll take melatonin. And I don't know this to be truth. I don't know, I don't know necessarily that this is fact or proven through research. So usually I don't even repeat things that I don't, I haven't researched myself. Um, and in this case, I didn't spend any time researching it only because I tend to believe it to make sense to me. So I guess I just never really dug deep into it uh, because I've seen this in other hormones and things in the body. But basically, if you're giving yourself a supplement, what I always try to consider is that if I'm giving it to myself artificially, why would my body continue to produce it? And what I've seen happen in people is that when they're taking it, their body backs off on making it because it doesn't need to. So long-term use, I feel like, would be something that you might end up finding your struggles almost <laughs> like on your own in the absence of the melatonin supplement now doesn't do as well. So I would love to talk to, and maybe I can even get a friend. I do have a friend that works um, in like sleep labs doing this stuff for a living. So it would be a great episode idea because I'm, I, what I'm saying is melatonin needs to be supervised by a doctor closely. That's all I'm saying. I'm not telling you whether you should decrease it, increase it, none of that. Nope. Whether you should take it, shouldn't take it, not my place to say. But it needs to be monitored and it needs to be discussed with your doctor because I think a lot of people think, oh, it's just a natural supplement. I'll just take it to help with my sleep for a while or I'll give it to my kid because they don't sleep well at night. Um, and it's just always something to consider because um, I don't know that. I don't know that for sure, but I know that that's always been my advice to people is like, talk to your doctor about it. Here would be my concern is, you know, what, what does that do for your body's own ability to continue making it or its desire to make it or its, you know, energy spent making it? Like, cause I think the body tends to conserve where it can. And if it doesn't have to, and you're, you're just taking it in from an outside source that it might not produce as much on its own. That's my thought. So I would take that to the doctor and ask them their thoughts because <laughs> then you can actually get, you know, a sort of medical opinion on this. But, um, but I think there's so many powerful things that are within our own grasp that we could do ourselves just to benefit ourselves. Um, besides whether you do or do not decide to take a melatonin supplement, I think there's so much. Um, one thing is 
start by thinking, start by thinking, actually, <laughs> start by evaluating what it is you're thinking about, you know, like, so actually sort of step outside yourself and be like, what am, what is occupying my mind right now? What is the thing that like, when you lay down, are you going through your bills? Are you, um, remembering what you have to do the fall or remembering or thinking about planning, I should say what you have to do the following day. Um, are you just so consumed with like the hurts that have happened to you? You know, whether the, you know, an ex-husband is treating you wrong or a custody battle or a, you know, or the loss of a loved one or what to do with their truck or what, you know, where's your brain go? Um, what is it that has got you so occupied? And I think that's the, the start, right? Because until we really are clear on what's keeping us up, it's hard to, um, you know, create a fix. Um, because if it is bills, like let's say you're sitting there stressing about money, well then that's what you need to be spending your time during the day um, around is one trying to help yourself there, fix the problem. You know, if it's just you're putting off bills, but you have the money in the bank and can pay it, well then don't procrastinate it and just pay them and just get on top of it and ahead of it and all that. Um, and then, you know, if it's financial worries, maybe because you lost a loved one, because I hear that a lot too. Like, I don't know if I can afford this place. Am I going to have to move? All these worries and things start circulating. Um, I would say that, that again, it, that's a case of maybe leaving a lot of those thoughts, you know, throughout your day that all happen when it's time to be sleeping. So spending the day, coming up with plans, um, looking for work, maybe get another part-time job to help, or, um, you know, communicating your fears to family. Because a lot of people have family dynamics that get messy after a loss of a loved one. Um, like people that weren't married but were living together for years, and then, you know, once that person passes, the family maybe wants that property back, and they're not, you know, and so they're going to be without a home. Or, like, have those conversations with the family. Let them know your fears and worries. I don't know where I'm going to go. Could I have more time? What do you, you know, whatever it is, spend the time and the energy working it out, you know, figuring out some solutions, but the worrying about it when it's time to go to sleep is going to lead to that sleep deprivation in the following day. And that isn't a good mental state, right? Um, you're already going to be more anxious, probably more stressed out, um, less, um, patient or like, you know, the, all of the things that would help the situation to move forward with more tact, with more, um, you know, just done in a better way. It's almost like you're not even giving yourself that tool because you're just like running on empty, you know? And so just like they say to have a good solid breakfast in the morning to make sure that you're starting your day the right way, sleep is that same reset. You know, your body needs that in order to really be able to function at its best and fullest the next day and to be in a good mood. Remember, I've been talking about this on this podcast a lot. Your mood matters. It's not even about the thoughts becoming things as much as the feelings and your energy. And so if that's starting out in the toilet, guess what that means? Your life is going to feel like it's in a toilet. You know, you have to be good energy. You have to be good vibrations. You have to feel really good about things. And if you're not, we got to get some solutions happening for you, right? Um, whatever it is, if these are old traumas and things you haven't dealt with, maybe it is time to reach out and get a little mental health 
help, you know, if it feels like it's too much for you, then yeah, reach out, like give yourself that advantage. Um, so that's what I would say is, um, before just jumping on the like bandaid fix of trying to cover it up even with like, I mean, again, work with your doctor on this. I'm not saying don't take the melatonin. I'm just saying like, like anything else, right? Before we stick a bandaid on it, see if you can stop the thing that keeps cutting it. Right. So that's, that's sort of got to be your mental framework is like, of course you can do things to cover up the problem. Um, and it, that's wonderful. That'll help. But like really what we all want is the solution, right? This thing does make it stop bleeding. Like, I don't want just a bandaid on my life. I want the blood to stop pouring out of the wound. I got to fix the wound, you know? So that's how I tackle every single obstacle and hurdle medically speaking, but like mentally speaking and physically and emotionally and spiritually, the whole shebang. Like that's how I attack everything is like, I, I know I could just put a bandage on a lot of things for people, but that is like plugging up, you know, the hole and you still have rotten wood and there's going to be another hole that pops out the back. You know what I mean? It's like, we don't need that. We really need to figure out like, what can we do to get some new material here to work with that's going to hold up? So you know, like I always say, when you have a crooked foundation, you're going to have a crooked roof. We got to fix the foundation. We can't just jump to always trying to replace and bandage and patch up because that's not what we want. We want to be full. <laughs> you know, we want to be solid. And so the foundation is a lot to do with your mental attitude. Um, and so however you can help that. You know, and whatever's plaguing your mind, you got to figure out the problem first. It's impossible to fix if you really can't locate, like, what is it that's keeping me up at night? What is it that plagues my mind the most often? Like, if you set a timer every hour throughout the day, what were you fixated on in that hour? Like, where was your mind? Like, when that check-in, that alarm went off, what were you thinking about just then? Oh, shoot, it was another negative thing. Well, guess what? If more of your day was spent in thinking and worrying about the negative things than it was enjoying and being grateful for the good things, you've now brought more of that on. That's the simple, you know, black and white version of law of attraction. You know, you spend more of your time there. Well, that's what you're signaling and signifying that you want more of. It is putting it out there that this is, this is good. This is familiar. Cause remember in the earlier episodes, when I talked a lot about cortisol, uh, your body is basically, not a huge fan of change. It really isn't. It wants safety and it wants security. And that's what we're sort of constantly searching for is what feels familiar and safe. And so anything change, <laughs> it is a little scary to our bodies and it tends to try to shut that down and it tends to want to go back to the familiar. So we've got to be really careful of making sure we're not painting our familiar as negative stuff as worry as you know because then your body's like oh well she wants to worry about this she wants to you know this anxiety is good for her <laughs> you know and it's like it's what a bad message we're sending out is that like yeah this is what i'm used to keep giving me more of this <laughs> like no i want you to pump the brakes it is not good but your body does not know the difference all it doesn't know what it you know what I'm saying? It just knows the experience. It knows what you're feeling. 
and it wants to give you more of that because that's what she likes. That's what she keeps going back to. And that's her attraction is there. Let's give her more of that. I can find that here, 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 all over the place. You know, it's like, no, I am, no, I'm okay with you just calming down a little bit. And it has to start with us because we're the ones creating the feelings. We're the ones that are holding up that magnet and deciding what magnet we're going to pick up, you know, what's going to come attracted to us. There's always the opportunity to turn your magnet around, right? <laughs> Have you ever tried to stick the two wrong ends together on a magnet and you can feel that push away? It does not want to connect. And so if you are just fully, wholly grateful, happy, um, you know, whatever it is that you can connect to, loving, um, any higher vibration, anything not negative, whatever one is attainable and grasp in your grasp right now, that's what you should hang on to. Because some of us might be like, oh my gosh, I cannot get to the point of joy. It's just not there for me. That's okay. The gratitude thing is like an e anybody can look around, right? And look at your life and say, there's some nugget to be grateful for. My eyes are open this morning and I can see. I know people that can't see. I mean, I'm grateful for that. And I don't stop there. I keep looking for gratitude. Because what you seek, you are going to find. <laughs> so I look all around and I can't, I mean, I'm grateful. I've been saying great gratitude things in the morning. Like when I walk downstairs, I say like things of gratitude just for the solid wood beneath my feet. And my stairs haven't been creaking as much anymore. It's almost like I feel like I've actually solidified my staircase because I'm grateful for the, the strong wood beneath my feet when I take step. And that sounds silly, but it's not silly. It's so powerful because that's the kind of stuff you can be grateful for anything. For people that are like, but nothing is going right. I'm not grateful for things right now. Then what, what happened? Because at some point, did you ever have something to be grateful for? Okay. That, yes, I had my soulmate. I had this perfect person and it was all stripped away from me. Well, okay, let's not go there because then that's the negative train again. Let's instead go... Oh my gosh, I found the love of my life. We used to have the best times. I'm so grateful for the times we had. I'm so grateful. And before your mind tricks and spins out of like, I wish I had more of them. No, no, no. Stay with the like, I am so grateful for those car rides where we would laugh until my stomach hurt. Oh, I'm so grateful for somebody who got my sense of humor. I'm so grateful that I was able to attract this person into my life. I am so grateful that we loved the same types of foods and that we could watch sci-fi movies because it was a connection that we had. I'm so grateful that I found somebody with all the same, you know, weird idiosyncrasies as I had. Whatever. I don't know. Just start finding something if it is from your past and you can't even connect to anything in the present that you're grateful for. Think of different times in your life that you've been grateful for a warm breeze on your face. If you've been grateful for, you know, a day that you got let out of work early, whatever it is, just keep connecting to that over and over and over, like relentlessly. And yeah, maybe it'll feel like work at first, but um, I'm in a pattern and a routine now of every day walking around being super grateful for things. And it's given me like, I don't even know how many um, more things to be grateful for just by having that practice. So um, 
try that. Even being grateful for the little sleep you do get. Um, once you fall asleep and you get that little bit of sleep, when you wake up, let that be your first thought is I'm so grateful that I got some sleep last night. Boom. That's it. You've already stamped that day as this is going to be a day of gratitude. It's like the first thing you do in the morning, if it's an, if it's, you know, that wrong side of the bed saying, I don't think that came from nowhere. I think it's because literally whether you put the foot down of gratitude or the foot down of lack, that's what you're going to get for the day. If you are like so focused on stress, if you're so focused on whatever, that is what, that's the wrong side of the bed. That is putting your energy already into the wrong glass. It's like, nope, that didn't serve you in any way. But if you could instead find the way to have those first thoughts, those first feet hitting the floor moments of just being so infused with gratitude for whatever, um, past, present, future, whatever, be grateful then it just keeps happening and it, you'll find it easier because it keeps giving you more of it. Like, oh, wow, well, this is where she's starting out. Okay, I can find gratitude. Here, look at this. I bet she'll love this. Whoop. And then, oh my gosh, I just found a four-leaf clover on the ground as I was walking. Like, not, not some major happening, but it was something that made me, like, happy. <laughs> you know, something I was grateful for. And then when I said gratitude for that, then all of a sudden, oh my gosh, I just had a sign. Like I just saw a cardinal go by. What a beautiful thing. Thank you for the sign. I always say thank you. You know, gratitude is, it's not just about that you're like glad you have these things, but literally saying thank you, like somebody just gave you a gift. And then it's like within an hour, I might get three or four more signs. That's how quickly it just ramps right up to reflect back to you what you are. And you're grateful. So why wouldn't it give you more gratitude? It's just as um, like as soon as you start to understand how absolute this law is, it becomes just magic at work. It really is just the most exciting part of my day is watching how all those things unfold. And then when things start to go bad in my day, the self-reflection that I have now is like, oh, how did I bring that on? And usually I'm like, oh, that's right. I was, I was worried about this. This person missed their call. Um, you know, whatever. My brain went to that negative stuff and then some negative stuff started to happen. And then I can change it. You know, it's not like, oh, it's too late now. Now I'm going to have a negative day. No, it's like, all right. So now I recognize, oh yeah, I'm not going to do that again. Like, I am so grateful that I just had this like awakening moment where now I like got myself back in check and I'm back on track. I'm grateful for that. Like, it sounds silly, guys. I know some of this sounds silly because I probably thought like, I would hear it and I would kind of roll, but now I actually take the steps that I'm saying like on a daily basis. So instead of just the knowledge of this, if you really put it into practice and it's like a conscious effort, like every minute of a day for maybe a week or two, and then it is just so natural, it becomes your way of being. And that's when I think the magic starts to unfold a little quicker. Um, you start to be able to read those intuitive nudges a little better and like follow your gut instinct a little better and even understand what your gut is trying to tell you. Because I mean, I was definitely a little blind, I think, to my own intuition. And I think it's because I always had a prejudice there. Like I wanted a certain outcome. So like if you're a little too invested in it going one way or the other, you're not going to hear that intuitive nudge because you're going to, your thoughts are, oh, I want, like when you hear it and it doesn't align with what you wanted, you're kind of like, ignore it. 
<laughs> or you look, if you're like me, you look for another sign. It was like, you know, the, the person who has the magic eight ball and keeps shaking it till they get the answer they want. You know, you don't want that experience, but I definitely was one of those people. Like, even when I do, um, I talk about dreams a lot because I always look up my dreams. It's very, very powerful. But I would look for what, okay, so I had a dream about a snake and a certain type of snake and I'd look it up. And then if I didn't like what it said, I'd look up the next one and then I'd go to the next website and then the next one. So now I have done this to give boundaries to that. So then the, I think the universe can fill it in a little better. I'll say, whenever I have a dream, I will read the first three different websites only. Whatever the first three ones are that pop up after I type in my search, only the first three. And then I stop it there. Even if I don't like what I was reading, you know, that's it. <laughs> so I can't like, I mean, because if you look in 50 different places, you might find one that says, oh, this is a good omen. It's great luck. And it means this and this. And then everything else is like, oh, no, this means you need to like, you know, you have something, some bad energy around you and people are, you know, talking about you and blah, blah, blah. And then I, I didn't like that. I just kept going until I'd get to something positive. And so you, you can't skew your life that way. Um, and to be really fair with it, I just have decided that like if I put a boundary around what I'll allow, you know, my my brain to go with, then I don't know. I, it keeps my intuition a little bit more uh, in the forefront. Like I can't just ignore it. Um, I can't ignore the signs. I can't just go with what I want it to be. But that's why they say a lot of intuitives say they go to other intuitives because when you're skewed by, you know, what your desires are, it's real easy to ignore um, what you, what you know, or what comes to you. So, um, anyway, as far as sleep, I hope everybody that's listening is getting excellent sleep at night, but I know that some of you probably saw my advertising for this, um, upcoming podcast and that's why you're here because sleep is not going all that great for you. Um, I will tell you that, um, as I said at the halfway point when I had an ad, um, that the, current program I am running, um, I do have a free gift, as I said, for I think it's like the next three people to sign up. Um, and I haven't checked in while I've been on this podcast, so hopefully there's still three more spots. But anyway, that free gift does have to do with sleep and helping you to sleep better at night. So actually the timing of this episode is kind of perfect. So if any of you are interested in that, this would be the best time to join my group because, um, yeah, there's just a lot there to help you through that. And I want that for you. And I know you can get there. So I appreciate your support on this podcast, guys. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow, all the good stuff so that you don't miss episodes. Um, yeah, and I will be back every week, same time. And I appreciate y'all following me. So I'll see you next time, guys.